Welcome to another edition of my podcast, Shut the Front Door. I'm your host, Sean Jennifer, and today I have the lovely Ida Rodriguez. Oh, I thought I was going to be lovely. No, you're beautiful. Beautiful. No, you're cute. You're pretty. Handsome. <laughs> I wanted to say pretty because that's a woman. I am. <laughs> if I had wavy hair, the, I'd be pretty. The very handsome Chris Spencer. My play brother. Is there an applause button you can push? Oh, yeah. they'll, they'll applaud naturally. Okay, so. go ahead. <laughs> so, Ada, you're a comedian, an actress, an activist, and you used to model. I did, briefly. Yeah. yeah. I used to model too, briefly. Didn't yeah. last long at all. And you're working on a, what is it called? It's a I'm That Woman retreat. Oh, yeah. Wow. So somebody actually knows about it. <laughs> So can you tell us about it? Uh, man, did they reach out to you and ask you to promote this? Uh, the I Am That Woman Retreat, Susan Taylor and uh, Tracy Edmonds are going to be speaking. I'm going to, I'm actually doing stand-up with Kim Coles. We're going to Mexico, like this amazing Mexico resort, for women to come and reinvent themselves when they reach the next phase in their life, regardless of their age. It's for you to reinvent yourself and what you want to do now. What's next? Nice. And that's in October, right? It is in October. It is in Mexico. And from what I hear, they're still selling tickets. So you have time to get your tickets and book that flight, y'all. And Christopher. Yes. I love you like a brother. Thank you me. always come through for me. I have to. You'll, you'll talk shit after. <laughs> and I got cussed out by this one the other day. Who? Early this morning. I Why she cuss you out? It's the same shit you say. It's like just. Oh, okay. Just, have little sisters. What, what I gotta do to be in? <laughs> right. And I reminded her of two things that I put her in, and she's like, "Oh, my bad." <laughs> oh. Chris does look out. He always come through. And if you guys don't know Chris, he's the BFF of all your favorite comedians. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a joke. Boom, ha. But no kidding. Chris created the Real Husbands of Hollywood, writer producer of Bronish, and a million other things that you've seen on TV and laughed your butt off. Oh, and you summer with um, the Obamas, don't you? I mean, doesn't everybody? <laughs> No, I don't summer with them. I go to the same place they be and I be like, hey! And then I see them and they see me. We ain't hanging out like that. But you play golf? I play with golf with them, yeah. But it ain't like, let's go get something to eat after. It's like, we play golf. Does uh, he still have Secret Service? Yes. But it's not the same dynamic as it was when he was president. When we first played, it was like 50, 60, 75 people on the course. Wow. And now, it was like I'm eight. I'm sorry, I'm But they still, got, they still got guns. Yeah. So did you see him in Martha's Vineyard mm -hmm. over the weekend? Yeah. Oh, nice. Is it F-O-I? No. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, Roseanne funny. said it's F-O-I. <laughs> anyway. I thought the bitch was white. <laughs> That's my favorite line. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's on one. She's need medication. I was just looking at some old text messages, and I got a text from her. And I was just like... From last comic standing? After. She went to Gersh, and uh, they asked, Gersh asked her to call me so I could sign with them, to convince me to sign with them. And she was like, I told them that you are going to be a big superstar one day, and that they need to roll out the red carpet for you. And I was like, damn, that text would have been worth something right <laughs> now. <laughs> That's messed up. Awful. Dang. Your letter of recommendation you can't even use mm -hmm. because she's going to So, guys. My show is about idioms, the etymology and the origin of words and phrases that we use that could be taken literally or um, 
figuratively. Thank you. She is so smart. That's what I like about your comedy. Thank you. It, it makes you think. You, you're laughing your ass off and you're learning at the same time. Damn, I thought y'all wanted me to do the cabbage patch. Oh, y'all? I ain't never gonna make it. I not dance on stage. <laughs> you're not gonna shuck? No. Ain't no shucking the driver. Ain't no shucking. Ain't no shucking my oh, item. You said Kim Coles and lo and behold, yeah. she's right there on the wall. <laughs> oh, she's on a retreat, right? Yeah, she's on a retreat. Nice. Okay, so today's idioms are like different classes of society. Mm-hmm. So our first idiom is an arm and a leg. So can you tell me what you think? First, tell me what it means to you, and then tell me you, what you think the origin of it is. So of course, an arm and a leg means it's very expensive. Okay. But I think it comes from people that were poor, and it felt like an arm and a leg. Um, maybe somebody actually lost an arm and a leg at some point. It's right. You know, and now more that I learn stuff about origins, there's some really crazy stuff that happened. Right. You know, so I think somebody lost an arm and a leg. Uh, I don't think I can top that. I think somebody was like, um, here, I got $5. They're going, how about, uh, we need a little bit more. And he's like, what, you want my arm and my leg? And then lo and behold, he he hopped out of there. He took the arm. (laughs) The best cantaloupe he ever had with his left arm. What is it? Well, that is. Uh, arm and a leg meaning uh, when something costs an arm and a leg, it's going to be extremely expensive. Losing an arm and a leg is a heavy price to pay. Mm-hmm. So the origin is, this is just a theory. None of this is, well, some of these things are proven, but I don't know about this one. They said that in the 19th century, when families would take pictures, that... Um, the artists would usually just paint a bust, not take pictures, I'm sorry, paintings. paintings. They would paint just a bust, the head and shoulders. And if you wanted your arms, that's an additional fee. And if you wanted your legs, oh. that's additional fee. I like that. So that's why, you know, back in the day, you may just see a painting of someone's just upper torso. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So it costs more. an arm and a leg. Wow. Olin Mills is like, they should call it a son or a daughter. <laughs> you got to pick which one of your kids to be in the picture because now it's so expensive. Oh, okay. Let's move the mic a little closer. Sorry. Yeah. Do you have any paintings? Listen, I don't even want to talk about how we have nothing on our wall. We've been yes, in this house do. for 12 years. Are you serious? We're like fugitives. No, y'all do. We're like we're waiting for somebody to knock on the door and we're going to run out the back door. Y'all Jamaican fugitives? Nothing. Nothing on the wall. You seem like you would have a painting, a mural of your family on the wall. We should. They have a painting of their family on Instagram. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't get likes on portraits. That's problem. Why don't you figure that out? People can go by and ring the doorbell and give us a like. Aya, that was a good one. Okay. So, which, this brings us to our next idiom. I am so sorry. I'm sweating like a dog. That's all right. Okay. Uh-huh. That should be one. What I was going to say, we're sweating like a dog. <laughs> That's a good one. Look, this is not tie-dye. This is sweat. Sorry. Okay, anyway. Our next idiom is upper crust. So... Chris, what, did you, what do you think? Consider I am one. Uh, yes, you are. Um, I guess bougie Negro. It's the people uh, who are, I guess, the bourgeoisie of the society who are 
doing better than others. Uh, not that I'm doing better than others, but I think that's what it means. The upper crust or uh, the wealthy. Mm-hmm. You agree? Same. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that it might come from some fancy food. And the upper crust is the best part of the... Oh, my goodness. That's it? Yes. That's it. So there's two origins of the upper crust. There's... Um, uh, like during the Great Depression, some families couldn't afford to, like when they baked pies, they couldn't afford to the upper crust of the pie, just the bottom. So that's one origin. And the other is um, when people had guests over, uh, the lower people, like the kids or the servants, would eat the bottom part of the bread and your guests or the whomever, the... Would get the upper crust. Right, whoever. Mm-hmm. Whoever was deemed important in that household would get the upper crust. So yeah, mm. dang, you're making this go too fast. She's smart. You're than good. Oh, oh, okay, we all right. They did a lot of stuff during the Great Depression. You know, they ran out of beef, so that's when people started eating liver, and they came up with this fake thing about how liver it's was good so you. good for you. Because during the war, they ran out of beef. Wow. So they started marketing liver mm-hmm. and dairy. And then uh, when, when things got balanced out, uh, people are, were in, in programmed to believe that liver. And it's really not good for you? I mean, it's, it's just not what they said it was. Right. right. It, was, and it was kidney, too, like kidney meat, which right. nobody even really eats anymore. Kidney pie. Yep. Like British folks, I think, eat mm-hmm. kidney pie. Ugh. But liver, my mom used to make me eat it. She would fry it hard with some onions and gravy. Child, I would tear liver <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. My kids have never had it. I think about all the stuff our parents made us eat. My kids have never had liver, okra. Yeah. All the stuff that was forced upon us. Yeah. With their fake dietary promises. Like, liver is good Good for for you. you. (laughs) There's no value. And kidney, there's no, like, nutritional value in that. No. Also, here's the upper crust uh, fun fact off of your Great Depression. Um, Louis Vuitton, during the Depression, they couldn't get leather. So that's why they have that bag right there. <laughs> that's why they have that fabric now. Mm-hmm. Since then, it's not leather. And so they started making that back then. Louis Vuitton isn't leather? No. The, uh, I'm sure they have leather products, but that Epi leather. stuff, not yeah, the Epi, the Damier, that fabric, that's not leather. And that's when they started making it back then. So she wants a $2,700 she wants leather bag. <laughs> I knew it wasn't leather when I used to touch it. I was like... <laughs> Vanessa does? Vanessa wants everything. <laughs> and you should give her the world. And there should be no seams on the L's and the V's. No seams? <laughs> no. There are seams on the L's and the V's. They're not real. Because Louis Vuitton doesn't cut off their logo for anything. Well, I, we got- I used to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> My wife has a Larry Vuitton, so it don't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this brings us to our next idiom, which is dirt poor. Well, they are all, it seems to be in one family. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, Ida, you first. She's like, this is the single mom edition. (laughs) (laughs) Dirt poor means... Um, very, very poor, significantly below the poverty line, right? So dirt poor would have to come from um, 
That just sounds like something European, though. That sounds British. Like, it sounds like it doesn't come from being so poor. I don't know. You're so poor, you homeless, and you dirty? Who? Hmm. Um, um, dirt poor? Dirt, well, dirt means, dirt means nothing. So, where, that means, where does it come from, though? Who would say something like that? Somebody that is of European descent came up with that. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um, dirt poor, at least um, in today's times, it means you're lacking money and you're lacking necessities. Um, he so ran my car. It came from, no, that's, that's, I did. But, um, <laughs> that's exactly what the car says for verbatim. <laughs> um, yeah, you can edit that part out. Make me look real smart. Nope. No, but I figured that. I mean, that's obvious. Yeah. Lacking necessities. Um, where it came from was people... Yeah. Um, would live in the mountains. Oh my God. And they were smarter. And they were richer. And the people who lived at the bottom lived in the dirt, and so they was poor. <laughs> so if you lived up here, you was balling. If you lived down there, you was dirt poor. That's my final answer. Okay. I like your final answer, but it's wrong. So. That was good, though. That's right. <laughs> I thought, I thought I read that on the card too. <laughs> Close. I know you tried. So it also dates back to the Depression era when uh, extreme poverty and many people lived in dirty conditions. Some people says it dates back to the 1500s where finished floors and houses were rare and only the wealthy had something other than dirt oh, for flooring. Son of a bitch. Hence 15th century where? It did, I, I don't know if it's the states or... You think it's UK or... Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We weren't here in the 15th century. Also, um, it said that the wealthy had slate floors and they would get slippery in the winter. And so they would put straw. And straw is also called thresh. And so that's where the term threshold comes from. Your doorway. Ah. Yeah. You know, did you carry Vanessa over the threshold? Yes, I did. No, you didn't. I did. You don't lift nothing. I lift Vanessa that one day. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been carrying her ever since. It's good to be on a podcast where you actually learn something. This is, yeah, this is different. Oh, yay. Yeah. Instead of sitting around talking about yeah. relationships. Who stole jokes. And, and who bought oh. the late night set. Oh. <laughs> And did Corey really beat such and such up? It's just, this is refreshing. Oh, yay, thank you. I remember when I gave you this idea. I was like, Sean, you can't just interview ball-headed models, okay? You got to think of something. You sound like Marcus King. I told—I always make it fun of him because Marcus was like, I could just remember you saying, yeah, I told Jesus not to do it. You, you know me and Moses just hung out, and we talked. This was before Jamie Foxx. And I told, and I'm like, yeah, he is so, con everybody you talk about, he always has a story about Hilarious. That's origin. a great story. Oh, Marcus King, I haven't seen him in forever. So, guys, this brings us to our last idiom. Damn it! I know. You guys are on the road. Thanks for the, the feedback, too. I That's love great. it. So, our last idiom is piss poor. Damn. Damn. Is that worse than dirt poor? <laughs> oh, they're probably um, neck and piss neck. Piss poor. I mean, the, the obvious is, I know what it is. Tell me. Or is that, I'm thinking of a pot to piss in. Mm -hmm. If 
you ain't got a pot to piss in, you're piss poor. Final answer. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I thought, that if you're piss poor, um, or you pee on yourself, and you're so poor, but you, you can't look, change you look like you, yeah, you like, you, you look like you pee on yourself. But I thought what you said, that if <laughs> you're so poor, you don't have a pot to piss in. Okay. So those two idioms, and you're, you're both very close. So piss poor is to be financially lacking, sufficient money to live a standard, considerable, what's considered comfortable or normal in society. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know the time frame of this, but back in the day. Depression. Probably so. <laughs> people, they used to tan animal skin with human urine. So a family would pee in a pot and, you know, throughout the day collect the piss and take it down to the tannery and they would dye the animal skins with it. Which brings on the other idiom, a pot to piss in. You were really poor if you couldn't buy a pot to piss in to go sell your piss. So that's where that comes from. So who was buying the animal tanned animal skin. We were, or whoever. Yeah. For the cold? For the cold. Just to give it another color. And hepatitis. Yeah. So I just, so they, but people who peed in the pots sold their pee. But they weren't poor. They're poor. They were poor. That's why they were seeing. But if you have a pot to piss in, you're very poor. You was real poor. You was dirt poor. (laughs) So piss poor, the exact actual. Piss poor, they sold their pee. Mm-hmm. For money. And then a pot to piss in was less than that. A pot to piss in, if you couldn't afford a pot to piss in, then you were really poor. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. It's good to yeah. find, come to the show to find out that I'm intermediate, somewhere right. between dirt poor and yes. piss poor. Right. Shut up. Is there middle crust? I think I'm middle crust. <laughs> I'm the filling. How about the filling? Let's be the apple slices. I'm at the bottom, the, bo- the graham oh, cracker at the no. bottom. Oh, no, no. That's the best part. Like the cheesecake, the graham cracker crust. Yes. See? Will be the best part. Well, I am. Mm-hmm. That's conditioning because you're piss poor. I'm the crust. See, that's see. So are piss poor, dirt upper poor. crust, dirt poor, arm and a leg. Arm and a leg. They were all about finances. And Economic I'm going to take status. this. Yeah, yes. I'm going to take this. Arm and a leg is a cheese. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Sean Jennifer. I know. Thank you, Christopher Spencer. And we didn't even call us an arm and a leg. Who's paying us? <laughs> I know. Ants! <laughs> Thank you, Ants, for letting us use your wonderful venue, the Comedy Union. Oh, we, we just shouted air. you out. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Check us out again. Again? Yes. Ida Rodriguez. Oh. Funny Ida. Funny Ida, that's your Twitter and your? Instagram. Nice. Funny Ida. A-I-D-A. Yes. And the real Chris Spencer Instagram. Nobody tweets anymore, so I stopped. Unless it's the president or y'all's president. Yeah. So it's just Instagram. The real Chris Spencer. The real Chris Spencer on Instagram. Yeah. Cool. Oh, and on MySpace, for those of you who just got out of jail, just Chris Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you next time.